Welcome to the Christ Community Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message, that it draws you closer to Jesus and helps you become more like Him. Reading from Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Thirty for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Anybody feel weary and burdened? It's been a couple of years of wearisomeness, burdensomeness, just living in a weary and burdensome world. And no no one would blame you if you came in weary and burdened tonight. Or if you're feeling weary and burdened in life in general. I feel that way. I was tired before I came here. I was tired this morning. I've been tired for a long time. Without much good reason. But no one would blame you if you came in tired today. Nobody blames you if you're feeling weary and burdened. We live in a world that is normally wearisome and burdensome. And yet, these past couple of years have been particularly so. It's just that we've all been enduring the same storm. So everybody's got the same weary and the same burden. I saw one meme once that said, stop saying you're in the same boat. We're not all in the same boat. We're in the same storm in radically different boats. You got some people in canoes and dinghies and some people in yachts weathering the same storm. So no, our situations are not the same. It's not been the same kind of weary and burdensomeness for everybody who has endured for the past couple of years. The same was true in Jesus' day. Same was true on that day that Jesus was born. I'm not going to say night Jesus was born because we don't know what time of day it was. Most of, the, most of the trappings around Christmas, the story, really aren't in the Bible at all. We kind of put them there because we need those details, right? But on the day that Jesus was born, he was born into a weary world. He was born into a world of burden. His parents were burdened. They were weary with their work, with Roman occupation, with a religious leadership and establishment that said, you got to look like this and do this and be this or God doesn't love you. They were born into a wearisome world. And Jesus comes to us and he's born to some of the most wearisome people. Jesus is not born to the people in the yacht in the storm. Jesus is born to the people in the dinghy in the storm. The folks who only have one row. The folks who who go in circles because they can't get anywhere. That's the kind of family Jesus was born into. And you should ask yourself, why on earth would the God of all creation, why on earth would the God who made everything, the God who truly possesses all the wealth that there is to possess, would say, you know what, I'm going to come to earth, and when I do, I'm going to go to that family. That family where Joseph is a day laborer, working and toiling by the sweat of his brow. That family where Mary's not from any particularly well-off family either. I'm going to go to them, and I'm going to be born to them. I mean, if you were the God of the universe, and you said, I'm going to come to earth at all, why on earth would you ever come as a baby in the first place? But then to be born a baby to these people, who can't give you everything that you deserve, and no one on earth could. But they can't come close. They can't scratch the surface of what you would deserve. And yet, here God is, on this Christmas day, born a helpless baby 
into a manger to a family that has experienced all of the wearisomeness and burdensomeness that the world has to offer. And these are the people Jesus comes to. This is the kind of home that Jesus is born into. Today, if he were born, he would be born to, to the Amazon warehouse worker and the McDonald's manager. And if Jesus were born today, he would be born to the people who, who are making minimum wage, the people who are having a really hard time living in Denver, the people who are having a really hard time making rent, making ends meet, the people who have really experienced all that the world has to oppose them, to oppress them, to to cause them to not be able to make it forward, no matter how hard they work, no matter how much skin they lose from their knuckles. This is the kind of family Jesus was born into. And you got to ask why. I think he was born into this family to teach us that when God looks down upon this earth, he doesn't play favorites with the rich or the wealthy. He doesn't play favorites with the people who have the best smile, who can get by on their looks. He doesn't come to the people who have the greatest talents that have elevated them above everybody. He doesn't come to the people who have it made. Jesus comes to the very people who raised him. So when Jesus looks out at the people he's talking to and he says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, he knows who he's talking to. You cannot accuse him of coming and, and, and you know, being a, this, this blessed Savior who rises above everybody else, who, who walks above everybody else, who, who is spreading his wealth around and, and who's just living the high life outside of the gutter. Jesus has been there. He identifies completely with the people he talks to when he says, you who are weary and heavy laden. And to us tonight, Jesus comes in a manger and he says to us, to you and to me, because every single one of us in this room is to some degree weary and heavy laden. Jesus comes to us and he looks at us and he says, you who are weary and heavy laden, I have walked in your shoes. I have experienced the pain of your life. I have taken the brunt of all the forces of the world that are against you, that are opposed to you that have made it so hard for you to progress in this life. I have felt the brunt of every bit of it. And Jesus coming into this world comes not as a conquering king. He comes not as a king at all. He comes not as a wealthy businessman. He comes not as a, a prince or a lord. He comes as a baby. So that when Jesus says, to the people, you who are weary laden, come to me because I am gentle and humble in heart. Remember who Jesus was before he was that baby. Remember who Jesus has been from eternity past. God, the king on high. The one who rules everything. The one by whom the world was created. Who has all power and authority that there is to have. Chooses to become a baby. He knows better than anyone what it is to be gentle and humble because only he has been humbled from the highest position in all of creation to a manger in a poor home in Bethlehem. 
Jesus knows what it is to be humbled. He knows what it is to be weary and heavy laden. He knows what it is to be humble. He knows what it is to be gentle because he knows the great strength that he has owned from eternity past. When Jesus comes not in wrath, not in judgment, not as a conquering king, not to put us down or to slay his people, but instead to come to them in the guise of a baby in a manger, Jesus is saying to you, I come as one of you, I humble myself, I come with gentleness, not to lay you low, not to put you down, but to raise you up. When Jesus comes as a baby, he demonstrates for us that ultimate trust in his Father God that is that so many of us so long for. I mean, you, you've got to have the greatest trust ever to, be, to say, in, in Jesus' position as King of the universe, God in heaven, and say, I'm going to go and become the most vulnerable creature I can be. A human baby. And I'm going to trust myself to these poor parents. And I'm going to trust myself to their God, my Father, who will watch over me as I grow. Jesus came to demonstrate for us that it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what position we occupy. It doesn't matter how much success we've had in life. He comes to demonstrate for us what it is to be gentle and humble and to trust in our good God to care for us. And to trust that our God sees us. He sees the weariness of our hearts. He sees the heavy ladenness of our backs. And he longs to take it away. He longs to remove it from us. And so Jesus says to these people, You who are weary and heavy laden, come to me because I am gentle and take my yoke upon you. Now for us to take Jesus' yoke upon us, we have to relinquish the yokes that we're carrying. As you may know, as I'm sure you do know, a yoke is a big old piece of wood that goes across the necks of two oxen. And with that yoke, they'll pull a plow or they'll carry buckets of water. They'll do the work of a farm. They'll do the work of agriculture, the work that humans can't possibly do. And so they'll be yoked and they carry the heavy yoke. And when we add things to that yoke, we only make it heavier. But the oxen can bear it because they're oxen. People weren't meant to wear yokes, and yet we wear them all the time. We've all been yoked with the pandemic, but you've been yoked with other stuff your entire life. You've been yoked with the expectations of your parents. You've been yoked with, with poverty, maybe. You've been yoked with children who didn't reciprocate your love. You've been yoked with trying to make it in a world that seems stand against you. You've been yoked with broken relationships. You've been yoked with the expectations of the world. You've been yoked with the pursuit of money and of achievement. You've been yoked with everything that society has told you you need to do in order to be a full and complete and successful human being. We wear these yokes. Some of them we were born with and some of them we wear willingly. We hold our yokes and we carry them with us. And Jesus is saying to us now, Jesus is saying to you and me right now, in the manger, in his coming as a baby, in his coming gentle and lowly, he is saying to us, get rid of your yoke. Take off that yoke and take on mine. 
In Christ, we are loved. In Christ, we are seen and honored for who we are, who he made us to be. In Christ, we are accepted as we are, and we are made into something glorious. In Christ, we are taken and received, and we only need to know who we are in him. That is the yoke of Christ. The yoke of Christ is to know the great love that our God has given us and has borne us, to know the proclamation of our Father over us. I love you. I want you. You are mine. And when we take that yoke upon us, we can relinquish all the other yokes that we've been carrying since we were born. When we root ourselves in who Jesus calls us, in who our good Father God calls us, and who He calls us to be, we can relinquish all of the other yokes that we've been carrying. And we can experience true freedom, true joy. And it's not that the oppressive world around us will change when we do that. It's not necessarily that the circumstances of the world will change when we do that. But the way that we approach them will. The way that we live our lives, the way that we do what we do, the way that we say what we say and carry ourselves will change until that day when Jesus has promised that I will finally once and for all break all of the yokes of oppression, all of the yokes of injustice, all of the yokes of pain and sorrow, all of the yokes that are you're carrying on your back. Jesus says one day I will come and I will rid the world of them all. That's the promise of the incarnation of Jesus. That's what it means for us. It means that we are loved by a God who comes to us in gentleness, longing to take our yokes, and promises us that one day he will come and break all of the yokes of the world so that we can live perfectly in his love and who we are in him for all of eternity. That's the identity that we get to own in the incarnation of Jesus. That's who we get to become because of that manger, because of the cross, because of the empty tomb, and because of the ascension of Jesus, who now, even now, reigns and rules over us as our coming king. In the meantime, we live into our identity in Christ. We stand opposed to the yokes of the world. We stand opposed to the brokenness of the world, and we stand firm in who our God has called us, inviting others to receive that same identity, to receive the same word of God over them. I love you. I want you. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. For more information on Christ Community Church in Southeast Denver, visit ChristCommunityDenver.org. 